Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, where can we see Damian Lillard land after his trade request? Our Adrian Wojnarowski, he is stopping by with the latest coming out of Portland. And where will James Harden play next season? Could he be on the move or will we see him in a 76ers uniform come the fall? Plus, Summer League Hoops, it is officially underway. The highlights are kind of crazy. Kendrick Perkins will give his first impressions on Chet Holmgren, Brandon Miller, and so much more. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, joined by our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. So, Woj, let's start in Portland today. We know that Damian Lillard has requested a trade out of Portland, and he wants to go to Miami, but do the Heat have enough to do it here? Malika, that's going to be a question that plays out over time, because right now, Portland looks at what Miami has, and that is not uh, what they believe should be the return for a player, the stature, in their minds, the value of Damian Lillard. That's two future first-round picks, some pick swaps. Uh, Tyler Hero is the best uh, player available in that deal. They wouldn't want Tyler Hero. They would need a third team to take him on and then send them assets. But the way Portland looks at it, that wouldn't be enough for what they'd want for Damian Lillard. But here's the challenge. They've got to find somebody who can give them enough, who's willing to, uh, and that's what Portland is spending their time on now. They want, like every team in this situation, it's a sliding scale. It's a combination of good young players, of good draft picks, obviously pick swaps and all those. You look at Miami, uh, they aren't considered good picks when it's a Heat team that is in constant contention uh, 2028, 2030, further down the road certainly. Uh, But you look back at deals, whether it was Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Donovan Mitchell, any of those deals, they were were teams that had been rebuilding, that had drafted high and had Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, uh, had uh, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson. uh, Cleveland Cleveland sends uh, Lori Market into Utah. If you're Portland, you've got to get one of that caliber of player in your mind. And then good draft picks. But again, there could be a point where Portland looks around and says, Miami is the best offer we have. And so then you've got to proceed at that point. But certainly for now, Portland's taking its time, canvassing the market uh, and seeing if they can come up with a package uh, that uh, is better than what Miami's best package is. And that doesn't mean Miami's offered their best package yet. Uh, that doesn't mean that all of those assets that I just described are, are on the table yet. This usually takes time, mm-hmm. and and I certainly think that's going to be the case 
with this Damian Lillard trade. You said this usually takes time, and there's some eerie similarities. I think back to last summer, Woj, with Kevin Durant, where he requested a trade, and it we came on the air early, and it dragged all the way into the next season until ultimately you reported that he was headed to Phoenix, kept us up past our bedtime with how all of that unfolded. How long could we see uh, a trade for Damian Lillard draw out here? And I think part of it, too, the difference is, I think there was always hope in Brooklyn, especially once Kyrie Irving opted back into his deal, that Kevin Durant would change his mind. And he did uh, for half the season until the trade deadline. I don't think that's the case in Portland. I think Mm. both sides realize that this is over. So this is not a situation necessarily where the Blazers are trying to talk Damian Lillard back in. I think that impacts it. But he's got four years left on his deal. You get one crack at this if you're the Blazers to make the trade you want to make. You know, the concern is sometimes you get into the dog days of August and late August and September. Uh, Sometimes teams are less motivated to be engaged in trade talks then. They're getting ready for training camp. Uh, So timing on this is going to be interesting because while you don't want to move too quickly and and take a deal that you don't love, you've also got to look at the uh, reality of what would it mean to bring Damon Lillard back to training camp. You know what that environment would be. It wouldn't be pleasant for anyone. We're still a long way away from that. We've not even gotten to Summer League yet. And I think, too, Joe Cronin, the Blazers GM, getting to Vegas sitting down with other GMs face-to-face and having those kind of conversations, uh, I think that's productive. I think that's the next step in this. Well, as always, thank you so much for your time, for stopping by NBA Today here. All right, that's Damian Lillard's story. Another player who has a future that's a bit uncertain here, James Harden. You can see Damian Lillard's numbers up here as well as James Harden. Lillard was third in scoring behind Embiid, behind Luka, and then Harden you have leading the league in assists. It's also worth noting that Lillard, he signed for four more seasons that includes a player option, while Harden is on an expiring contract. Contract. So, welcoming in senior writers Ramona Shelburne, Zach Lowe into our conversation, our resident big man Kendrick Perkins. I hope you guys had a wonderful holiday and I appreciate you being back with us today. All right, here's where it all stands. Damian Lillard, he's still a trailblazer over here, but options maybe seem to expand a little bit over the last couple of days. Ramona, what destination does make sense both for Dame and for the Portland Trailblazers here? You know, I, I don't think Dame's going to like if I say this out loud, okay? But when you look at the league and its stated preference is to win and teams that have the assets and maybe the, the ability to get this done, the Boston Celtics have the ability to get this done. I know, Perk. Mm. Perk, I, know, I can Perk, feel Perk. I, need I can see, feel him. I need to see Perk's face. It. There it is. Okay? I know they have expressed some interest already in this, but this is, not a t- this is not a team that is, like, on the list. It's not a city he wouldn't necessarily welcome going to right now, at least from what I understand. But in terms of team that can win and that actually has the assets to do it, they make a lot of sense, yeah. okay? This is Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. If you can get him for, uh, like, a Malcolm Brogdon and a Robert, uh, uh, some picks, pick swaps, young players, they make sense. But Damian Lillard has said Miami, he has an affinity for the San Antonio Spurs, the Brooklyn Nets. I think I, I really enjoyed that conversation you had with Woj because it broke down this is how business in the league is going to get done. Mm-hmm. Summer League, when everyone is in the same gym. Okay, well, there's happens. two gyms, but they're basically the same gym. And it's hot, and everybody talks to each other face-to-face or in the, at the wind and the coffee shop. That's when I think this really heats up. But there's also some other issues that are complicating things because right now, if Miami is 
is going to do something, it's most likely going to be some kind of three or four team configuration with the Brooklyn Nets and the Detroit Pistons. That trade that they had with Joe Harris can be expanded up until a certain point. But once that window closes, that trade cannot be expanded. Once that Joe Harris trade officially goes through. And so I think there are, there are a couple of deadlines here that matter and the options start going off the table until fresh options come in into that and when people start talking in summer league. Hmm. Zach? So Boston, Ramona brings up Boston, and I know that they're not on the list, and I think the list yep. is really Miami, 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 yeah. Miami, Miami, maybe some other stuff in sure, San Antonio. Yeah. I agree. But the, the question – the question for Boston is what's going out in this theoretical, to be clear, fake trade that I'm just making up right now. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it would be Jalen Brown. I don't think that swap really makes mm-hmm. any sense for both sides. I think it's a package built around Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, and yep. a bunch of picks and a bunch of swaps. And I think that trade makes Boston A, extremely expensive, and B, probably the out-and-out championship favorite. We'll see if they actually come to the table with that because Miami actually has more cards to play than I think people are giving them credit for. One thing they can do is call up Oklahoma City, amend the protection they have on a trade that they owe the Thunder, loosen it up. That allows them to trade three first-round picks Mm. plus a swap plus Tyler Hero. I think they may have, you know, they have Nikola Jovic, who was a second-year player, Jaime Jaquez, who they just drafted from UCLA, will be trade eligible in three or four weeks. If you're Portland and you can ring all of that out of Miami, I'm not saying it's a home run offer. I'm not even saying it's, like, good, but it's palatable and it's better than people have been giving it credit for. But that's if you're able to ring all of that stuff out. Jaime Jaquez had some moments at Summer League already that have been pretty entertaining. Uh, Perk, you're our resident Celtic. What do you think? Malika, Ramona, Zach, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. (laughs) We are a little over a week, and I I wanted this to happen expeditiously. It didn't. And yesterday was July the 4th. I saw a dame in my macaroni. I saw a dame in my brisket. I saw a dame on the fireworks. I saw a dame in my suit jacket pocket. When I was putting it on, that's how much I've been talking about Damian Lillard over the last week and a half, and I'm exhausted. At this point, I don't even care. I just want him to get to a contender, a team that's been knocking at the door. If you're the Philadelphia 76ers, I know it's reports out there by Brian Winhorst saying that they will not be willing enough to give up Tyrese Maxey. I think that's crazy. I love Tyrese Maxey. But if you're trying to win now, yes, Damian Lillard is a serious upgrade over Tyrese Maxey. The Boston Celtics, Ramona just talked about the pieces that they have. We heard Brad Stevens talk about how the owners are behind him for us going out and spending money, not really caring about going above the salary cap. So I'm to the point now that I just want to see it happen. And to Ramona's point earlier, now all of a sudden you get into summer league, you're going to get into those meetings. We know how popping the, the wind is, and we know how popping the fire you be. Everybody be down there. Yep. The conversations are going to be had, and damn it, it might have some action. But as of right now, I'm exhausted. 
Uh, well, I, don't, I don't want you to see Damian Lillard in your in your cheeseburgers and your brisket anymore. So since you mentioned Tyrese Maxey, let's shift over to Philadelphia. <laughs> and actually, really, we're going to go to the Hamptons because Ramona James Harden, he was partying uh, with some yes. of the core Sixers this weekend. What can you tell us about the relationship right now between Harden, between some of his teammates, and then the organization as well? So I'm going to decode the Instagram posts, okay? Oh, my favorite. It my was, favorite I was doing out. this all weekend, okay? <laughs> and you have to follow all the Instagram posts, too, because it's not just from Michael Rubin. James Harden went to Michael Michael Rubin's white party in the Hamptons. I think we're just going to call it East Egg because there's a great Gatsby thing going on here. Is that Joel Embiid? That's yes. Joel Embiid with James Harden. Yes. And that's Michael Rubin, former Sixers uh, co-owner. Yeah. Tom Brady, Tobias Harris was there. Jason Tatum was at this party. Like, everybody was at this white party. I think I saw J-Lo there and Kim Kardashian. Like, this is the place to be, apparently. Yeah. Um, but they were talking, and from what I understand, like, there has been a lot of fence mending that is happening amongst the James Harden and his teammates, especially the ones who were there. Now, it's a party, mm-hmm. so how much do you talk about? How much are you just there at the party? But even away from that party, I think there's been a lot of uh, fence mending. But when you d- decode the Instagram posts, okay? Mm-hmm. If I post something with you, Malika, that's like me saying you and I are cool, right? Yes. I don't post something with people I don't like. I like you. So if I, I post like a photo of you, that means James Harden is cool with his teammates. Okay. So what does that signal? Maybe, Maybe he's who he's not cool with. All right. Okay, so like if you're not cool with the front office, if you're not cool with the organization, but you want to signal, I'm cool with Joel Embiid. I'm cool with Tobias Harris. Okay. Then you have to put him on the gram. But... <laughs> but who's not in those photos? I'm looking for. I'm like, where's Daryl Morey? No, not at the party. You think I'm he not got his the thing. Invitation? Was he invited? I don't think so. Like okay. that, that's that's kind of what that signal was, and I think that's why you look at this and say, P.J. Tucker's calling him, uh, Patrick Beverly, newly signed, calling James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tobias, all these guys. He's fine with them, and they are fine mm. with him. And so when I say there's a path to reconciliation, okay. that's where it starts. So maybe the door there is still open. All right, it's a good thing we have a break coming because then Ramona, you and I can take some photos. I think with Perk and Zach, too. Yeah. We're all, we're all cool. Uh, uh, still to come on NBA. I always tag Perk. We do have much more on Damian Lillard's future in Portland. Will he remain a Blazer or will he be on the move? Bobby Marks, he's stopping by to break down some possible landing spots for the seven-time All-Star. And we are six days into free agency. It feels a lot longer than that. Yeah, and still some notable names on the board here. Who is the best available free agent? Our panel weighs in on that one. Plus, the NBA, they want to test out some new flopping penalties during <laughs> Las Vegas Summer League. Is it going to work? We're going to discuss. That's coming up on NBA Today. Rona, smile. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Get up! Don't get up. 
Let's check out some news, some notes from over the holiday as we go coast to coast. And we're going to start with the Lopez brothers. They're reunited in Milwaukee. Robin agreed to terms to back up Brooke for the Bucks. I'm sure that Brooke would appreciate that uh, wording there. Zach, <laughs> are they the best tag team not in professional wrestling here? <laughs> Uh, they'd be pretty darn good. I mean, you could see them getting introduced with a combined weight of, and out come the Lopez <laughs> twins. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great it's great theater, and the Bucks had a really nice offseason so far. I'm just worried they'd come out, like, fighting each other as opposed to focusing on their opponent. All right, staying in Milwaukee here, the Bucks, they agreed to terms with Malik Beasley after Los Angeles declined his $16.5 million team option last week. Ramona, do you see Malik Beasley being able to help this team return to the finals? That is a bargain. I mean, he had some good games with the Lakers before you sort of out of the rotation during the during the playoffs, but I think them getting him for that price is an incredible value for Milwaukee. Well, this is something that made you say kind of, huh, Bull Bull, officially a free agent after the Magic waived him on Tuesday rather than guaranteeing his $2.2 million salary for next season. He averaged a career-high nine points, six boards last year. Perk, do you think he can help a team out here? He can, but he have to learn that he's a big man first with guard skills. Otherwise, he's going to continue to bounce around the league. Well, then we have Fred Van Vliet. Last week, he agreed to terms on the largest contract of any player to switch teams this offseason, $130 million over three years with Houston. But take a look at Fred. He's already getting the work in with some of his new teammates. Arms, 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 five, six, get up, get up, seven. That new rocket, man. Day one in the books. Day one. Good day. Monday is every day. Money, you want to go do that after the show? You know, I did that <laughs> once with Lonzo Ball when LeVar was training him and stuff. You ran? I ran up oh the hill in Gino. Gosh. Here's a look at some of the players <laughs> still out there, including restricted free agents. You got P.J. Washington, Grant Williams, Io DeSumo, unrestricted free agents, Christian Wood, Kelly Oubre. Back here with Ramona the Sprinter, Zach Lowe, Big Perk. So there's some very interesting players, right, who could definitely make yeah. an impact on some teams here. I'm going to start with you here, Perk. Which free agent are you keeping an eye on most? Christian Woods, because I'm wondering why he hasn't been picked up yet. Like, what went wrong? Because it's definitely not his game, because he has shown us time and time again he's capable of going out there and getting you 20 and 10 on any given night. It's something about Christian Woods off the court that's making teams turn away from him. Hmm. Christian Woods needs to go back to his identity before he got his deal in Houston, when he was playing in the G League. What that means is he has to humble himself again and make sure he goes into the next locker room with the right mindset of winning and losing himself into the team. All right, when he was with Milwaukee, when he had a little something to prove. What about you, Zach? Uh, I'm looking at Grant Williams, who's sitting there in yeah. restricted yep. free agency. Boston can match any offer, but Boston is in serious apron territory if they bring Grant Williams back at a realistic salary. And that dude is plug and play in the rotation of any good team. He can shoot threes, he can move the ball, he can defend almost any position on the floor. Some teams should go try to snatch him up or at least make Boston pay for it. 
You know, I like Grant Williams in Dallas, but I guess they've decided to go with Matisse Thibel if they can work out a signing trade there. Um, so I'm going to say Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre averaged 20 points a game last mm. year in Charlotte. Unrestricted. I know he's had some injury stuff, but could he help a team that needs some offense like the Knicks maybe? He's, not, he's obviously in un, he's unrestricted, so there's no possibility of a match there. I think a guy like that who could score can help anybody, especially at a low number. Very interesting. Those are some of the free agents that we have our eyes on. But coming up on NBA Today, we're going to talk more about some trades because we have the latest on Damian Lillard's future in Portland. Mr. Money Moves, Bobby Marks, he joins us to break down all the possible deals that could be on the table. And does James Harden have another incentive to want out of Philadelphia? How his contract? It could actually make things a bit more interesting. We will explain that coming up. Plus, Summer League action. It's already underway. We have some early reactions from our panel from seeing Chet Holmgren, seeing Brandon Miller in action. NBA Today will be back after this. Welcome back to NBA Today. We have huge news this Saturday on NBA Today, live from NBA Con at Mandalay Bay. We are set to reveal everything that you need to know about the first ever NBA in-season tournament. I mean, dates, how it's gonna work, the location, group drawings, even what the trophy is going to look like. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver is with us, plus Victor Wembanyama, Anthony Edwards, Cade Cunningham, Paolo Bencaro, Trey Young, even the Jabberwockies, Cirque du Soleil stopping by. Is Richard gonna be in a unitard? Is he gonna tumble across the stage? I sure hope so. Find out Saturday at 4.30 Eastern on ESPN. So the biggest questions remaining this offseason, they surround the futures of both Damian Lillard and then James Harden. Where are they going to be playing when the season starts? Now, Lillard, he has three more guaranteed years remaining on his contract, plus he has a player option in his fourth year. Meanwhile, James Harden, he opted into his final season with the 76ers, hoping that a trade would be on the horizon. Now, Dame, he averaged 32.2 points per game last season, and if he's traded, that would be the most in NBA history by a player to start the next season on a new team. But take a look at this. After Harden led the league in assists per game last season, he joins Russell Westbrook as the only players with multiple scoring and assist titles in NBA history. So you know what that means. That means we need to dive into all of the options here. Do you like how I just decided that that's how we're going to dive today? NBA front office insider Bobby Marks is with us now. Bobby, thank you so much for taking the time. So we know, right, that James Harden, he cannot sign an extension in Philly or with a new team. But is there any extra financial incentive for Harden here? There is, Malika. He is part of a club of roughly 30 players that has a trade bonus in his contract. And for Harden, if he was traded, it's 15% of his $35.6 million. That means an extra $5.4 million would be going to James Harden. Hmm. The Sixers would be responsible for that amount to pay, and that amount would be added on to his current $35 million cap hit. So there is motivation for James Harden to be moved. It's roughly north of $5 million. Very interesting, especially when you consider him taking less money in some of the contracts that we've seen for him recently. Let, let's go to James Harden, from James Harden rather, to Damian Lillard here, because we know Damian Lillard wants to go to Miami. That is his preferred destination. But are there any other trades out here that we should at least be discussing? Well, I mean, I think certainly, and I know this is going to make Perk very happy, the <laughs> one team that I would certainly keep an eye on is Boston, and not involving Jalen Brown, who still hasn't signed that Supermax uh, extension, uh, extension worth nearly $300 million. 
I just think if you're Boston, how do you get in the Damian Lillard sweepstakes, mm. not including Jalen Brown, whether it be a combination of Robert Williams, Derek White, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, um, maybe Peyton Pritchard. They can trade up to four first-round picks. They can do multiple years of, of pick swaps here. Certainly, there is a void at point guard after the Marcus Smart trade. But Malika, it goes back to that if you're Portland, it's that balancing act, right? What's best for Damian Lillard and then what's best for your organization? And then trying to kind of find a, a middle ground here. But if you're the Trailblazers, you're, you're looking at all different options, not just the Miami Heat. Bobby the Great, thank you so much. And while you and I were talking, you mentioned Kendrick Perkins. And I heard that Mr. Perkins, you spied something? <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Kendrick Perkins, better known as Big Perk, and nothing gets past me. Freeze! Just when you thought it did get past me, Thank you. there I am. I spy a problem. I spy it all. Tear the hell off. You want to find a way to wake me up? Here we are. I spy a problem, and the league knows the problem. We're talking about one of the most clutch players of my generation. We're going with Damian Lillard. Look, Damian Lillard has two game-winning uh, shots to the cold series. Only other person to do that was Michael Jordan, okay? When it's for sending people bye-bye. And here's a couple of clips right here. This is why I'm so high on the Celtics getting him. It's because he is clutch. Not only did he average 32 last season, but I want you to look at this possession right here. Point nine seconds on the clock. Damian Lillard, look, he wants the ball. And he wants the world to know that he wants it this moment. And guess what he do? I'm going to send you home. The Rockets, James Harden and Dwight Howard, send you bye-bye. Listen, letting the people know this is my franchise as a youngster. Check this out. Right here against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, I'm going to call for the screen. Never mind. Stay back. I know what move I want to get to right here. I got Paul George on the ISO. One of the greatest shots to send somebody packing to Cabo in the history of the game when closing out the series. So, yes. We may be, I may be tired of talking about Dame Dollar, but I'm not tired of seeing him. And I actually want to see him when it matters the most because he's earned that. We deserve that. Get Dame Dollar Boston. Get him to a title contender. And this is what I spy. I spy a guy that is must-see TV and one of the clutchest guys in my generation. Perk, 
Your I Spy segment makes my day every day that we run it. I appreciate you, my friend. Carry the hell on. All right, coming up right here on NBA Today. The NBA, they're going to test an in-game flopping penalty at Summer League. Hmm. All right. That's the best one. Is it going to work? <laughs> We're going to answer that on the other side of the break. What are we going to do without all these highlights of people flopping? <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Joining us, a man who had a front row seat to the Summer League action thus far, our Anscape senior writer, Hall of Famer, Mark Spears, joining NBA Today. So Summer League tipped off, my friend, in Sacramento this week. We saw last year's number two pick, Chet Holmgren. He returned to the court after missing all of last season with a foot injury. Here's Chet first. Let's, let's take a listen to him on his recovery process. I mean, the foot feels, feels great. Uh, you know, it's like the injury never happened other than everything I had to go through, obviously. But at this point, if you erased my memory, I wouldn't, wouldn't know that anything had happened to my foot uh, other than, you know, the scars from, from surgery. But uh, conditioning-wise, uh, you know, there's millions of, of hurdles that, you know, you have to go through in the process of returning to play. And, uh, you know, not being able to play a game for a year, uh, it's really, really hard to kind of test and see where you are. And then, uh, you know, coming up to the elevation, uh, you know, that just adds another factor to it. So. Um, it's definitely something that I have to continue to work on and, and, you know, I'll be ready by the time training camp starts. All right. So that's what Chet was saying. Mark, what were you seeing? Well, yeah, he was up in Utah and, uh, you know, I got to see Chet, uh, during the season in New Orleans and talk to him and he was trying to keep a happy face, but you could tell the kid was down about missing the entire season with yeah. the foot injury. But from what I saw in the video, he was outstanding. 15 points, nine rebounds, two assists. He's put on about 13 pounds of weight. Mm. I assume during the summer, he'll put on more. But you gotta remember, this is different than Gonzaga. The NBA court is a bigger court. They're not gonna be running zones as much. So uh, I, I think there's gonna be much more room for him to operate. And I see him being one of the stars of the Vegas Summer League again with Wembenyana and Miller, Thompson Twins, Scoot. He's going to be somebody you need to go watch 
and I'm excited to see him get into this Rookie of the Year race next year. You mentioned all those names. I'm so excited we take off for Summer League tomorrow after the show. Who else yeah. caught your eye thus far, Mark? Boy, I went to Sacramento, drove up to see Brandon Miller and wrote about him in Anscape, but yep. the guy I like was Jaime Jaquez Jr., UCLA. He got hated on because he's 22 years old and he played four years there, but he was electric on Monday. He had 22 points on 8 of, 12, 8 of 15 shooting in 21 minutes, made three threes, and you showed that replay earlier. He dunked on some poor soul bad. He looked like a man among boys. He looked like he's ready to play for the Heat now. And as Bobby Marks told me the other day, with him signing with the Heat already, he cannot be included um, in a Damon Lillard trade. But uh, he was a very, 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 very impressive in his first game. I mean, that dunk alone is one of those things you just need to replay over yeah. and over and Sneaky over hops. again. Sneaky hops. That is a grown man play. There's going to be much more at the fifth annual California <laughs> Classic. It continues in Sacramento tonight. And we also have games on ESPN and ESPN2. You can see the schedule right here. Mark, is there another player that you're going to be watching for tonight? Keegan Murray, um, hey, if you're a Kings fan, don't go to Vegas to see him. Go see him tonight because this is probably his last game. You know, kudos to him. Mike Brown, the head coach of the Kings, told him, hey, man, I want you to play in a couple of these summer league games, at least play in the ones in Sacramento. Keegan didn't bat an eye. He went out there and he, he played. And he's going to play tonight. And he's been working really, really hard with De'Aaron Fox, like uh, pretty much every day in Sacramento trying to raise his game to the next level. So, you know, that, that shows a lot about him. No ego. Yeah, coach, you want me to do summer league? I'm going to do it. Yeah. So if you're a Kings fan, if you're an NBA fan in that area, go see Keegan Murray tonight. I got to tell you, Mark, it's getting more and more rare to see a player in their second year come back, play in summer league. Obviously, we saw it with Josh Giddy coming back and playing a again. Starter. Yeah, getting, getting that a starter who made real contributions, Keegan Murray did, in that first round yeah. against Golden State. To see a player like him coming back, working on his game, I just salute to you, young man, because that, to me, is very impressive. It shows what you're about, trying to gel with your new teammates. I'm a, you got a fan of me, Keegan. Uh, and while you're watching summer league, yeah, be no. sure to look out for some provisional rule changes, Mark. The NBA is testing out. Get this. First, a change that many, including myself, have called for. Teams will be awarded a second coaches challenge if the first challenge there is you successful. Go. Uh, one small detail, though. The team will lose the timeout used to initiate the second challenge, even if it is successful. Then another rule. This could get very interesting. Players could be given a technical foul for flopping. The opposing team gets one free throw. The tech does not count toward ejection. And officials, they do not need to stop live play. They can wait until a neutral opportunity to take a look at this. So could this new proposal be the end of flopping? Just in case it is, let's do a little top of the top or top of the flop, if you will. The best flops of all time. <laughs> and here is where we're going to start. So like, oh, you got you to do that, Mark. I hope Perks did it. <laughs> Perks had some moments. Let's take a look here, and we're going to start um, with Chris Paul. Oh, he's crafty. Oh, he's oh. so crafty. <laughs> the Academy he Award goes to... That's that, that's that State well. Farm acting. <laughs> well, and then... Oh, my God. Come on. Wow. Okay. Come Chris, on. I was just watching the Redeem team again. Great player, great moment, great acting right oh there. Oh, my God, he's oh grabbing his goodness. head. <laughs> and this might be the 
this might be the best. Like, Baron, <laughs> what, what are we doing? BD, <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know BD, he from E Hollywood, so he know how to act. Did Accord just like breathe there. on him or something? <laughs> and then, uh, Manu, what, what are we doing here? Manu, come on. Well, the feet up and soccer? The Europeans started all that mess. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. Marcus, <laughs> I think Marcus has even talked about wow. this and said, you know what, oh yeah, God. I knew what I was doing there. I knew what that I was, was doing. And, um, <laughs> oh my God, the old nerd is all falling into the stanchion. It's the extra hops from Corey yeah. Brewer for me. And then, <laughs> what happened? What, what, what was oh, this? Wow. Oh my gosh, <laughs> And now, potential it's teammates. It's both of it, though, like, yeah. Oh, that's awesome right there. Oh. <laughs> that was good, though. He did a great I job there. I didn't any excuse to say he Andre Kirilenko well. made yeah. me happy. All right, that's the top of the flop. Um, take a look at this. Summer League already, though, sold out on Friday. The day Victor Wembanyama could debut Ooh, against yep. number two overall pick, Brandon Miller. I know Mark Spears is pulling up. I'm pulling up. You got to be there. This is going to be so much fun. The future is here for Victor Wembanyama's debut on Friday. My parents were even like, can I come? Can we get out? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Still to come on NBA Today. Oh, my God. Damian Lillard reportedly has his eye on one destination, but... What happens if a deal can't be reached there? That's coming up. I always play these type scenarios out of my head. When the moment of truth comes, is when you can come up big. Damian Lillard, it's Dame time. Take one. There's Lillard again from the logo. 71 points. It's Dame time. Welcome back to NBA Today. Mark Spears, Ramona Shelburne, Zach Lowe, Kendrick Perkins all here, which is fabulous news. But the biggest news in the offseason, it revolves around Damian Lillard. So, Mark, I want to start with you here because you followed the situation in Portland incredibly closely. You've been following Damian Lillard, covering him his entire career. What are you hearing coming out of this camp now that we're a couple of days removed from this trade request? Yeah, Damon Lillard still wants to be welcomed to Miami. He loves Bam. He loves, you know, playing, potentially playing with Jimmy, no state tax, and also the marketing <laughs> opportunities that could come from playing in Miami. Obviously, GM Joe Cronin, it's going to be tough for him. But ultimately, do you want to trade him to a franchise that he doesn't want to be at? You know, I, I think most teams would definitely shy away from having an unhappy future Hall of Famer there. I do wonder if Boston does have the guts to try to do that. I know, uh, you know, they have a superstar in Jason Tatum who has a relationship with Dame, who's trying to maybe twist his arm a little bit. But ultimately, the Blazers are going to retire that old jersey one day. Dame's going to live there in the offseason. He's the greatest player that they've ever had. Fans flock to see him over the over the weekend on two appearances, even with the trade request. So I think you got to think long term and hard about how you want to handle this on its way out. So I think they're going to end up giving him what he wants uh, with several other teams involved and, and send him to Miami at some point. 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard when you give a te- when you give them just one team that you want to go to. It's hard when you say, I just want to go to Miami. I think Zach was right when he said it's Miami, 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 and maybe fifth or sixth down the list would be San Antonio or Brooklyn. But you know, I think I think that we probably do end up with him going to the to going to Miami eventually. Yeah. How we get there is hard because if you're Portland, you have to get the best return. You have to this is a franchise player, it's an all NBA player, and I know you even if you want to do right by him, you have to find you have a way to do right by your franchise. And so opening up that market a little bit, opening up that his list might help things because it'll it'll get Miami to make a, maybe a better offer or something that or be more creative in finding a way to get the Trailblazers the kind of return that they need. Yeah, I mean, Joe Kernan, there's a responsibility to the Blazers franchise to get back as Absolutely. much as you possibly can, especially, you know, there's something that's rattling around in the back of my mind, Ramona, the Trailblazers still need to be sold. That's still something that yeah. is sort of in the back, and the value of the franchise and all of that stuff. That being said, Zach, is a possible heat trade package, is it enough outright, do you think, to get Portland what it's saying it wants here? It depends what the package is. And look, everything in life is a trade-off. And one (laughs) of the things that you trade off when you sign a long-term extension with the team is you trade off the ability to pick your next team unfettered. If you want an unfettered ability to pick your next team, you need to be a free agent or you need to have a no-trade clause. Without those things, you don't just get to say, I want to go there Mm. and have an unfettered ability to do it. That's the trade-off. That's what the contract is for. As for the Heat, I think opening up the market even a little bit, Portland being able to present the Heat with a credible threat to Damian Lillard. With the team, he would be willing to maybe go to or at least willing to trade stuff for him. And by the way, he might not want to go to Team X, Y, and Z, but if you get there and you're winning big, winning big tends to make people who maybe were unhappy at first a little bit happier. If they have that credible threat, all of a sudden, maybe the Heat need to throw a third first-round pick into the trade, and there are ways they can get a third first-round pick. Maybe they need to wait until Jaime Jaquez is available to be traded in a month. Maybe they need to put Nikola Jovic into the trade. Maybe they need to work harder to find a team to spin Tyler Hero to Mm. and get another couple of first-round picks. And then all of a sudden, you've done the best you can to give the Blazers something that is at least palatable and gets Damian Lillard to the place that he wants to be. But it's not that easy and it's not that simple and it might not happen on a timetable that everyone wishes it would happen on. What is it that Monty Williams always says? Everything that you want is on the other side of hard. It kind of feels like Ooh. that that's sort of a situation that we're in once again. And Damian Lillard is a pro's pro. I think all of us who have covered him uh, can appreciate that part. You talked about, Mark, his appearances, even though that he's been requesting this trade, still making them in Portland. But, Perk, if you're Dame, and this continues to drag on here, maybe even into the late summer, and we don't know that that's going to happen. How do you handle that? <laughs> no, no. Well, it, it, it can't. It can't. It can't. It can't. And look, Jason Tatum, right? This is a. This is your chance to show your power. Like, forget being popular. Show how powerful you are, Jason Tatum. A phone call might not do it. FaceTime might not do it. If, you, if you're serious about winning and want to get it done in Boston and you know that Dame is available right now, 
This is the time to hop on the PJ and go have one of those face-to-face <laughs> meetings and sit down and go fly wherever he may be and spend a couple of days there and actually, like, let him see you visually. Like, when you're trying to get a point across, mm-hmm. sometimes the, the phone call, the FaceTime, the Zoom meetings, however you want to meet, that don't work. Face-to-face, let me see you in person. Let me talk to you. Let me let you know how I'm feeling. It's just me and you. Let me get you over here to Boston. I just can't see this going on into training camp, though, Malika. And, Zach, to your point, right, I understand when Dame signed the the contract. But we are talking about one of the, if not one of the best uh, uh, players to ever put on a Trailblazer uniform. This guy is going to have a statue outside of this arena. Mm -hmm. You have to do right by him. I'm I'm telling you, I talked to a few GMs, and I I just wanted to get – clarification about what I was saying and they were saying no Portland has to do right by Dane and you don't want to end this relationship on no bad energy no with no animosity yeah so Portland really although yeah they can't do what's best for Portland they also need to be doing what's best for Dane. Right. It's not even necessarily because you see free agents flooding to Portland and oh how will they treat superstars but Damian Lillard has earned that from the Portland organization, particularly because this is as amicable a trade request as many of us have seen uh, by a superstar recently. All right, I do want to get to a little bit of news here out of the Eastern Conference. Milwaukee Bucks superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo, he recently underwent a cleanup procedure in his left knee, leaving his status uncertain for the FIBA World Cup next month. That's what sources confirmed to ESPN on Wednesday. So we're going to be keeping close tabs on the two-time MVP throughout the offseason. NBA Today will be back in 60 seconds. And they're all like a whole Saturday on ESPN. We'll have the exclusive announcement of the WNBA All-Star Game rosters at 1 Eastern, followed by the WNBA Countdown team, who will get you set for the matchup between the Storm and the Liberty at 2 Eastern, 11 Pacific. Casual Sixers fans, they'll trade me for a crumble cookie. Don't sleep, though. Don't sleep on a crumble cookie. You can't just get one. One cookie. It's like this big. I would trade them for a baconator, the fries, and a chocolate uh, smoothie. You know what I'm saying? A chocolate that would be smoothie. Me, more so than anything. Yeah, a chocolate smoothie. So that was a week ago, and I'm still on the campaign to be able to order just one crumble cookie because they're enormous. But Tobias Harris. It's like a pie. Right. He has not yet been traded for a crumble cookie, but hey, look at this. Sixers GM Daryl Morey, he had to check out the crumble cookie store first. He said, don't worry, no casual fans in sight here, Ramona. I mean, Daryl's going on. I'm waiting for his hard tweet. He's not even subtle about the subtweets. No, not at all, Zach. Not at all. How does he know there are no casual fans there? What does a casual fan look like? How could you actually tell a casual fan they wouldn't be wearing Sixers gear? I have a lot of questions. I've never had a crumble cookie before. Yeah, well, you should. They're actually delicious. They're just enormous. I do want to stay with the 76ers here because you can see some of the attendees of Michael Rubin's party. Zach Lowe and Kendrick Perkins showed up somehow. Um, Looking good, gentlemen. I'm really disappointed. I, I couldn't make it. But I couldn't make it, but Mike, I'll be there next year, man. I appreciate the invite. I think yeah, that I couldn't make it. Zach looks like he fits right in in the back there. <laughs> like the East Coast Coachella I'm now. I'm a regular. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> I'm on the Hamptons. I'm all over the Hamptons. Uh.
This is the Zach Lowe is the new we used to call it the Hamptons five for Golden State. Uh, Ramona, though, you were reading the tea leaves uh, a little bit earlier. Where do things stand right now between James Harden and the 76ers? Now that we've seen them all out and about with Zach Lowe and Kendra Richardson. <laughs> Look, he's got his arm around everybody, okay? Right. And you have to remember, he is going to be a 35-year-old free agent, so he has to play this year. Even if he want, even if he's not happy, if he doesn't want to go to training camp, if he's not traded by then, James has to play somewhere this year. Mm. Can't just sit out a whole year and then be a free agent at 35. Zach, last word on James Harden for today. He's got to play somewhere. I don't know where it's going to be because I don't sense a whole lot of movement on the James uh. Harden trade market at this time. So we shall see how that proceeds. We shall see, Perk. Kendrick? I mean, Tom Brady is yes, definitely going to move up. I- I'm just tired, I'm just tired of talking about James Harden. I believe he will be a sixer next year. Mm. I feel like that party solidified it. Joel and B and Tobias Harris being there, and I, I guarantee you, in a minute, we're gonna see him and Daryl Morey on the picture together. Well, we'll see if you're seeing James Harden in your mashed potatoes next or whatever it is. <laughs> How about my jacket? That's gonna do it for us. We'll see you tomorrow right here on ESPN.